0: Welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Doors. I'm here with Michelle Castle. Today we are going to talk about pricing strategy and how it can affect the sale of your home. Mm. Yeah, so this this is a good one. This is a good one. So primarily, I work with sellers, and Mm. I see this a lot. Mm, And um, but before we jump into kind of my experience on it, I know you've sold quite a few homes. I know you've financed a ton of homes. when you see a property hit the market and the price is up there, yeah, what are your thoughts and what do you think, like what do you think most buyers think whenever they see a price and it's like, oh, the seller's just testing the market? What do you think? Well,
1: and I really, it, I almost feel like I'm at an unfair advantage because I have been in the real estate market for a long time, but even seeing it just through the eyes of my buyers, There are some houses that come on the market and you do wonder, you're like, hmm, I wonder if they just think that someone's going to fall in love with their house and the price really doesn't matter. Because for years, I mean, for two years, we experienced that. Really, I mean, we had a lot of cash buyers and price really didn't matter if someone truly loved the house. Now, I think there's a lot more... um, I just I think pricing is more important now than ever before because people are more hesitant to spend the amount of money that they're spending for a house because it costs more on the financing side of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, Before, whenever the rate was two, three, four percent, it didn't matter. When rates are six, seven, and eight percent, the payment matters a lot. And so pricing is being analyzed a lot more than what it was before. So I look, I see some houses on the, I saw some last night and they were, you know, new listings. And I'm like, you know, I think that one's overpriced. Now I don't have access to the MLS, but you know, I'm watching real estate and any buyer that's like testing the market out is watching real estate. Right. So when you see that, I always think, well, are they just testing the market to see what's going to, you know, if someone makes an offer and if not, then they're just going to lower the price. And if that's their strategy, how long should I wait to make an offer on that house? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like I just, as a seller, I've always thought I want to price my house to move. Right. Not to see what might happen if I go ahead and price it too high because the longer it sits on the market, the more buyers start thinking, well, I wonder what's wrong with that house. It hasn't sold yet. Mm-hmm. Or why do they keep lowering the price? Why didn't they just price it right the first time? Right. Uh, that's I mean, that's how I see it and that's how I hear buyers talk about it. But I'm I'm interested number 1 I I don't know that I could ever be in your shoes because I know you're a professional. You're coming in and you're talking to sellers about what you know to be true based on stats, based on data, but they're emotionally tied to this, this house, if it's their home mm-hmm. and they don't always agree with your number, but yet you're <laughs> responsible for getting that number for them. Right. I, it, that's just gotta be hard. So hats off to you for working with sellers and going through that whole process. But I mean, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's a good idea? I mean, yeah, we'll price it up here and then we'll just lower it.
0: So I'm never opposed to trying anything. I always want to set expectations, um, trying anything pricing wise. Mm -hmm. Um, I always want to set (laughs) expectations, (laughs) try anything once. Um, I always want to set expectations with the seller of, Hey, here is what the market says your property's worth and i'm mm-hmm. I am basing that valuation on recently sold properties, what's active on the market mm-hmm. um, and really the the data behind the valuation. Mm-hmm. I have looked at thousands probably of appraisals in mm-hmm. my um, time in selling real estate so mm-hmm. I see how appraisers make the adjustments I see mm-hmm. how the appraisers make their valuations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not just me guessing at what kind of adjustments Mm -hmm. they're going to make. And so I look at all that and I say, based on that, realistically, your home's probably going to sell here. Mm -hmm. If you want to try putting your home at this price and maybe a cash buyer who doesn't care about the value comes along Mm -hmm. and makes an offer, we can try that. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't happen within the first week or so, it's probably not going to happen. We need to adjust our price. And like you said, once you start doing that, then you're kind of chasing the market Mm -hmm. and you're you're at the mercy in a balanced market or a buyer's market, kind of like we're in Mm -hmm. meaning there's six months of inventory or close to it or more. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't want to be chasing the market. You don't want to be guessing at Mm -hmm. what your home's going to sell for or Mm -hmm. listing so high and then chasing it because every week you're, you're, trying to figure out, okay, well, if we drop it to this price, if we drop Mm -hmm. it to that price, and that's not a fun spot to be at. Mm -mm. Um, well,
1: plus it's emotional. It is, you know, I mean, selling a house is emotional. I mean, and the preparation, because I know, I mean, I've, I've worked with you when you're working with sellers and they prepared their house to be put on the market. Mm -hmm. And then you have to keep it prepared to be shown at any time and live life in the house is stressful. And so every week that it hasn't sold, you're like, man, that's another week. I'm not able to live in my house Mm -hmm. because I've got to have it ready. I I, just the emotions of that, which is why me personally as a seller, I just want to price it to sell and move.
0: Right. And that's what, that's one thing that, uh, you know, every, every appointment that I go on, I almost get the feeling that the homeowner that I'm sitting across from mm-hmm. thinks that I'm against them. Mm-hmm. My job as their listing agent is to mm-hmm. put as much money in their pocket as possible mm-hmm. so that they can move on to their next stage in life. Mm-hmm. And whenever they get this feeling that I'm combating that I'm trying to talk them down on their price, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to do that. I'm trying to set them up for success. And so whenever I tell mm-hmm. them, you know, if I say your home's worth 350. It's mm-hmm. probably, you know, if we listed at 357.5, 360, mm-hmm. we'll probably get a reasonable offer fairly mm-hmm. quickly. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, we want to try it at 425.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whenever you do that, you drastically shrink the buyer pool and mm-hmm. you, you pretty much are just guaranteeing that your home's going to take longer to sell and mm-hmm. probably for less money. Mm-hmm. When people say, well, let's see what happens when we price it high. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what's going to happen. Right, People are going to look at it online. They're going to say, yeah, yeah. No, 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 thanks. Um, and that's, I mean, it's a hard conversation to have. Cause like okay. I said, it's everybody wants the most money. I want to see my clients walk mm-hmm. away with the most money. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, you know, that's what we do is we, whenever it comes to selling a property, there's three main factors that are going to make that property sell. It's condition, okay, which a seller can fix things or they cannot. Right. There's location, which you cannot change that. It right. is what it is there's pricing, which I guess there's four things. So pricing, which Mm -hmm. we have control over Mm -hmm. and marketing, which we do a great job of making sure that we're getting high quality content about people's listings out there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we can control marketing, we can control condition, or maybe we can't, maybe the homeowner's strapped and they can't do anything to fix it. Right. Then we have to adjust pricing. Right. And,
1: and you change marketing.
0: Yeah, you can change marketing. Yeah.
1: I mean um, for the condition, but for the
0: condition. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But that's one thing that is one of the biggest factors on a property selling. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever a homeowner comes to me and they say, Well, our property's not selling at the price we want, mm-hmm. can you do something different to market it? Maybe market it to California buyers. And I'm like, they're gonna use local real estate agents. Right. Like, yes, they have a little bit more disposable income after they sell their 1,200 square but you foot, still have to get their $3 million attention. property, but yeah. you still have to get their attention. They're still using local market experts mm-hmm. and you can't just dupe them into buying your property for right. more than what it's worth. Right. So.
1: Well, and I think too, and you and I have experienced this on, you know, with with buyers. Mm-hmm. Right now, the expectations of buyers are for sellers to help more with their closing costs. Mm-hmm. And so there's also that point where, if you price it too high, um, it's not, it's not going to sell right away and you start lowering it. Well, then as you're lowering it, then a buyer's thinking, Oh, they're desperate to sell yeah. and I need some closing costs. So this one's been on the market for a little bit and they've already lowered the price a little bit. So I'm going to ask for some, I'm going to go for this one and ask for some closing costs, which then becomes emotional for a seller. Cause right. it's like, I've already lowered this price, you know, this home $15,000. And you're asking for $15,000 in closing costs. Now I'm taking a $30,000 hit when that's not reality, but emotionally that's the thought process. Right.
0: Exactly. And I think the biggest thing that we haven't talked about is the appraisal. Um, yeah. yes, if it's a cash buyer, they, you know, there's no appraisal, but cash buyers in my experience, don't, they're savvy buyers, they're savvy, buyers they have that money for a reason.
1: Right. And
0: they. They buy property Mm -hmm. under their own circumstances, right? With their conditions and their criteria. But whenever it comes to the appraisal, if the property doesn't appraise, then we're wasting everybody's time. Then the home has to go back on the market. Then, you know, the buyer's out there, Mm -hmm. you know, their inspection and Mm -hmm. option and appraisal Mm -hmm. fee. The seller, who and usually the appraisal is not in until ten days before closing is typically what I see. So right. the seller's already packing. Right, they've they've got a property the under house contract. The house is no longer
1: staged; it's not in the same condition anymore because it hadn't been. Yeah. you know. You're, you're,
0: and so there's all these inconveniences that pop mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. whenever a property doesn't appraise. Mm-hmm. And with every every property on the listing or buyer side that I've had not appraise, mm-hmm. I knew going into it that it wasn't mm-hmm, going to appraise, mm-hmm. and we were. Crossing our fingers, Mm -hmm. hoping. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, whenever we get a bad appraisal and a seller's like, Well, what can you do? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they're using the same comps that I would use. Yeah. Um, and I can't I can't. Yeah, really is
1: there adjustments to be made.
0: Yeah. And I will I mean, I'll go through and look and see. Mm -hmm. But I mean, these appraisers are also they're good at what they do and they do Mm -hmm. this on a day in Mm -hmm. and day out basis. Mm -hmm. And they're not just gonna it's just because you painted the walls a different color. And yeah. put down a different, you know, your yeah. favorite flooring.
1: Yeah. They're not going to change the price. But I think, I, I think what the audience needs to understand is it's all based on the pricing strategy in the very beginning. Yeah. And if you're working with a local knowledgeable agent that knows how to price the property, the best thing you can do is just take their advice and price it correctly up front to avoid all of these things that you and I know happen. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it happen over and over and it wasn't, it didn't just, it wasn't a fluke. Right. It was all in the strategy. Mm-hmm. So um, you pay a lot of money for for representation. Yeah. And it just is um, like, if you're going to pay for the service, take the service. Right. right. Use the service. Yeah. So. And it's a,
0: it, you know, one of the more frustrating things of being a listing agent is, a lot of agents will go in and, you know, they'll basically buy the listing, meaning.
1: They'll tell you whatever you want to hear and they'll list it or whatever. Yeah. And
0: then, then they'll start dropping the price. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's one of the big challenges I have Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm talking to a homeowner and they think they can Mm -hmm. get 50,000 more using someone else, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: they're not going to work with me. Right. Um, or at least not for six months or not, you know. So anyways. Um it's a it's a in in what always
1: it is. And and uh before we wrap it up, you know the other the other part of this too is as a real estate agent, you're investing a lot of your personal money to get the property sold. So you're not doing anybody a service. I mean, if you price it right and you believe in the price. You don't mind spending the money. Right. But why would you price it at a price that won't... There's not going to be a successful outcome and spend all of that money. It doesn't make sense. I mean, you wouldn't, as a real estate agent, be in business for very long. Yeah. And so, again, you know, working with someone that's reputable who's local, who's an expert, I think is so important in the whole pricing strategy. And then we could have a whole nother conversation about the negotiations of it all, because I see such poor negotiations on being on the lending side of transactions. And as long as I've been doing this as a buy-in or a seller personally and professionally, sometimes I just want to stop in and it, it just go, wait, time out, you guys are doing this wrong. Like, you know, so that's another whole I was going to say, we could get it. We We could go into a a whole nother episode about just negotiations. Tripping
0: over penny, tripping over dollars to pick up pennies on negotiations too. All day long. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But anyway, let's just wrap up this episode. Yeah.
0: Well, thank y'all for checking out this episode of Unlocking Doors. Be sure and leave a comment, subscribe to our channel and let us know in the comment section, some topics that you would like us to discuss, uh, discuss on our next episode. We hope you guys are doing well and we will see you on the next one.